airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, welcome to your Friday. Mm-hmm. I'm Mickey. And I'm Will. And uh, Sherry B's over in Studio CC on Fridays. We open the phone lines up um, a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll do that. We'll come back in the second segment and just get the lines open. Um, hear from you on some of the content that we discussed this week. Kind of an abbreviated week. Um, but mostly it seems we were talking about the gospel. And, uh, yes. you know, what is the gospel? What is in the gospel? Um, what did Jesus claim about himself um, that we espouse as Christians? What does it mean? when we say we're a Christian. So if you want to comment on any of that, we'll open the phone lines for you. Um, and, uh, and you, and you'll be able to do that before we get into, I, of course I, I do now. Listen, <laughs> slow down. I know <laughs> last Friday, looking back uh-huh. last Friday, I shared just an article, just to sort of like, you know, just a light article mm-hmm. just um, to, share with you something new to take with you into the weekend Mm -hmm. that um, you don't have to have a whole lot of discussion around it. It's just, here you go. And it was about the MyPillow um, initiative. I called it that. That's not what it's called. But Mike Lindell is, um, at least according to the article we shared last week, starting a a new social media platform. Right. Um, So that's one of those stories where, you know, just want to contribute something for you to take into your weekend. Mm -hmm. I have another such story. Okay. and, And by such, I mean, just something for you a to take into. A light story or just a, mm. was not light. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't then. call it light. Okay. Um, I wouldn't call it light. Just a story to take into, <laughs> your, take into your weekend. Listen, listen. All right. I just want everyone to let's all acknowledge the fact, all right, that we were not all together on Wednesday. Right. Yeah. So when you I mean, take we into together, account, but not. but not all of us <laughs> who regularly hang out, for an hour during this time, sure, we were not sure. all together. Okay, okay. yeah, I got Anyways. it. Anyways, yeah, no, we weren't. We <laughs> all of us were not together, and so what I want to do is <clears throat> just mm-hmm. take into account that on Wednesday we were not here. Okay, all right, and so this story is one for you to just think about as you go into your weekend, but it's not the Mike Lindell story. Okay, it's a it's a little bit, a little, it's a bit little bit more bit, spicy. Sure. <laughs> yeah let's call it that that's good i like what you just said there let's do that let's call it that it's just it's one of those stories that um as i often say you know will the great just kind of boom hey look at this <laughs> but this 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 is a good story mm-hmm. in the way of the mike lindell story mm-hmm. but there is so much more to it to be kind of thought about and unpacked that normally this would be a story that would be on a, a Monday or Tuesday, something like that. But I want you to think about this in light of what we were talking about. Even just yesterday, when we talk about why we're battling critical race theory and, and how we're trying to preserve the gospel. We're not going to waver even for an hour. Um, but this story is an example of uh, responsible parents uh, recognizing what's happening to their kids as they are being indoctrinated daily yeah. through uh, public education. Yeah. And, and this is an example of what, what faithful parents must do. Right. 
right. must do. Not ought to, maybe, you know, hey, that'd be good if you did. No, this is, this is what you have to do. This is what you have to do. If your kid is being educated in the public school system and even some private school systems, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Check your local listing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> come on, because there's something, you know. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, you're right. Look, critical, critical race theory and the division that results um, from the implementation of it as a tool, an analytical tool mm-hmm. to yada, 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 yada. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it's, it's creeping into everything. Yeah. Things that we once thought, you know, this is sacred ground. We we're not borrowing from the world and, and bringing it into this area. All those areas have been compromised yeah. and, and it's sad. So anyways, um, but it's good to see some people standing. Oh man. You know, shout out to governor DeSantis over yes, there in Florida. In Florida. You know, I'm like, man, you get it. <laughs> you no, have no, more no. guts than some pastors. Let me, Let me ask you something, which huh? I think you're, you're absolutely right. He absolutely does. Let me ask you a question. With what Governor DeSantis just did mm-hmm. down in Florida, mm-hmm. how many Florida man stories does he erase with that move? Oh, man. Let's see. Cause, like, just think about it for a wow, second. That's a how good many question. Florida man, like oh. Florida man, yeah. Florida man this, Florida man that. Yeah, that's, how many Florida man hmm. stories does he eradicate, yeah, yeah, just he, obliterate he, with that move? You got to X some of those out with that move. That, Did you say that five? Was, did you say 10? Yeah. See, that there's a lot of Florida man stories. So, man. Oh, of course. You know, man, when we did headlines, that was the bulk of the headlines. Was she from went to Florida. Also. Florida. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say a good 5, 10, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, would you, would you also say that it depends on what type of story it is? Because some of those stories are heavier. Even though it's just one story, it's like, whoa. Yeah. You know? But this is big, man. This is, this is yeah. you know. Five or 10 stories, Yeah, I said five I think. or 10, uh, you know. Yeah. Good job for you guys down there in Florida with your governor. <laughs> Good job. Um, if you're not familiar with the story, um, uh, Florida governor, uh, what's his first name? Ron? Is it Ron, Ron? DeSantis. Yes. I was about to say Rick. Why, why did I want to say Rick? <laughs> R, you know. There, there's somebody else in politics, Rick. Somebody. Santoro? Anyways, okay. Okay, sure. Nope. <laughs> <know>. Anyways, <laughs> that's exactly, let me just say, by the way, guys, that's exactly what you want to do. You want to be commending a governor and then forget his first name. <laughs> you, want to, you want to be saying kudos to that uh, uh, <clears throat> Malcolm. Guy (laughs) down there that you got in Florida. Uh, Anyways, Ron DeSantis, who said, you know what? Our tax dollars are not going to go to funding um, any type of curriculum that would implement or teach critical race theory. Mm -hmm. So for the public school system down there in Florida, Governor Rick DeSantis, Ron DeSantis. (laughs) (laughs) Ron DeSantis (laughs) said, not in my house or not in all of our houses. Like, you know, we're not we're just. There you go. A round of applause, man. A round of applause. Uh, some other governors do likewise. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. Well, the thing is, it's so close. It's so at everybody's doorstep that there's you can't ignore it anymore. And mm-hmm. even like t- to just kind of think you're going to wait and see how things play out mm-hmm. is actually playing right into the hands of those who want to divide and create a whole new country, right. a whole new environment. That's exactly what they hope that you'll do. They hope that you'll be silenced, that you will not speak because you're overly aware of your privilege. And so you'll realize that you can't really talk in this arena, uh, so to speak. And, and so, so many people are just playing right into it. Man, I, I hate it. I hate yeah. that, that we're doing that, that yeah. we're allowing it. But anyways, um, this woman, Miss um, Taylor, is how she's identified in this story, 
was at a school board meeting in Beechwood, Ohio, mm-hmm. um, March the 8th, March the 8th. And um, she was addressing the school board there yeah. and decrying the fact that Beechwood School District has um, introduced or had introduced critical race theory to students and basically messed up the school system. Now, this woman who is black is standing up in front of this school board at the school board meeting. And right off the bat, you know, Mm -hmm. she's actually using her privilege. (laughs) (laughs) I like her name, too. Miss Taylor. That's right. Yeah. No, yeah. that just brings back memories because Miss Taylor's was always like strict, like Miss Taylor. Stern. Yeah, Miss Taylor. You know that makes sense. She actually, gonna, she gonna get you. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, she and she got him, and and it's interesting because apparently she only had three minutes um, allotted to her for for addressing the school board, mm-hmm. but her privilege got her an extra four, <laughs> and and then maybe even a minute more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Got her, got her a little bit of applause. Let the let the woman speak. Mm-hmm, let her say mm-hmm. she she actually kind of cashed in all her points. And this is the way that you <laughs> use your points. Yeah. Because she's black and she's a woman, which you know, um, Kimberly Crenshaw would say that she's a black woman, and so she's not just black and not just a woman. She's a black woman, which gives her some intersectional points that allow for a greater register of oppression. Mm. All right. So she used her intersectional points and she was able to address the school district. I know we have a couple of clips here. Yeah. um, That we've divided up. And the reason for that is because I really want you to hear what she's saying. She really goes in on the kind of stuff that we only talk about on on radio here, you know, because, you know. Anyway, well, (laughs) we we educate our kids at home. But I tell you what, if we were not doing that, um, that would be me. You'd be Miss Taylor. Yeah, man. I mean, why not? It's your yeah. kids you're talking no, you're about. Right. You're right. You know what I'm saying? Like, why not? Anyways. All right. Well, the great. Let's go. Clip number one. You're going to try to make sure that you pay attention, though, because she's talking to them, addressing them uh, through the mask. Yes. All right. Through the mask. All right. So here we go. In the document for critical race theory, your stated goal is to make children advocates, I mean activists, in their own home. What does that mean? Why are you creating an advers- uh, trying to create an adversarial relationship, relationship between parents and child when that is the relationship that needs to be strengthened? This ch- school parent relationship and you intrinsically, intrinsically just advocating the kids to just be adversarial to their parents is nuts. This is nuts. And one of the things, let me tell you something. I'm a professional as well. I grew up in corporate America. I've met people like you all every day. You all don't know nothing about black people, but you you haven't still, you think you can make rules for black people. The black kids in Beachwood schools, when they were growing up all these decades until you all came along, they didn't look at race or gender. Very successful black people. Very successful. But what did you do? You just decided, instead of looking at Beachwood data, you decided to put us lumped in with George Floyd and everybody else that got killed. Then it had nothing to do with 
Nothing. Man, I man, Miss Taylor. Get him. Oh, get him. Sorry. Get him. Man, listen, guys. This we have to be, as we say, all right, about that life. Okay? We have to be I don't I don't mean to be giddy over this, but you know, right at the moment. You know, this is one of the meetings that I wish I could have been at. Mm -hmm. Because right at the moment when she says, y'all don't know nothing about black people. (laughs) All right? And she's like, and yet here you are lumping us all together, making George Floyd's death our issue. (laughs) Man, she reads their mail. She goes into the fridge, into like the fresh crisper drawer. (laughs) You, You understand where you keep the veggies and sometimes your cheese and stuff. She went in their fridge. And like started reaching for items, okay? Mm. And telling them, basically, you don't know anything about black people. Yeah. And here you are creating problems for these students in this mm. school district. Mm. Oh, man. And, and look, man, I'm going to, because I, I think it may be a little bit of a distraction trying to hear clearly through the mask. I'm just going to read here because there's uh, some of her remarks are, are written down. Mm-hmm. And so she's, she says, uh, Regarding the educational equity piece, it appears that the superintendent and you and your school board members grew up so white that you don't even know the damage that your decisions have caused (laughs) previous, current and future generations of Beachwood students whose parents just wanted them to qualify to attend great universities. Mm. Oh, my goodness. She (laughs) continued. Instead, you convince yourselves that blacks are oppressed and that it's your job to stop the oppression. She says, how have you not looked at the results to realize that what you did was immoral and had the opposite effect? Mm. Oh, lady, lady. <laughs> she says, within Beachwood schools, black kids are turning against white people of all ages. Mm. And white kids are hating their parents and their success and their heritage and calling them racist only because you don't understand the black race, In quote. Man, that this is I yeah. want Miss Taylor to make this presentation to Robin D'Angelo. Robin D'Angelo, yeah. you don't know nothing about black people. Here you are writing books, making money off black people, telling white people that they're too white and that their privilege has caused them not to notice the struggle of black people while your privilege is being used to make money off black people. Yeah. And Robin is like, how did this turn to me? This is about Ohio. You're in it, too. (laughs) All right, we'll grab the break. Erin the Addison's American Family Radio. Stay right there. Got my face to the ground. Pass to the heavens. In the sky. In the sky. Arms like 11. I don't know. If you got that feeling. Like you. You about to break the break the feeling. Turn up. Welcome back. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. It is a Friday edition. We do a little bit of a lighter show on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that this topic is not light, and I, I look, I understand, uh, you know, it's a little bit heavier. Um, but <laughs> bit. this is important. This is this is a good story, though. Yeah, right? somebody standing up and, and taking, you know, responsibility for what's going on in the schools and saying, hey, I, I need to speak out about this. You know, and I, I'm glad that she did it because, like yes. you said in the first segment, those intersectionality points and all this craziness that, like, she has an audience there. Like, they yep. they 
I, there are some people there it's that feel like they, they need to listen to her. And, yeah, and, and, and they and really she do. Ha- <laughs> yep. She has the voice to do it. She yeah. has the voice to do it. Man, I, look, um, it. she has the voice to do it because of the right. current cultural climate that we're in. Right. And 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 we've kind of alluded to this before. I, I know that this can be upsetting and, and this will upset people. Um, whatever your ethnic background is, it'll upset you for different reasons, what I'm about to say. But this I'm thoroughly convicted that this is what what has to happen yeah. um, when we have this conversation. Black people and I, I have said Christians who are black are going to have to take the lead mm-hmm. in condemning anything that rivals the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. And now listen, I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to, you know, be electrifying here, right? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like I just but to put it plainly, it will take the same type of conviction and the same type of moves mm-hmm. that were the moves that were motivated by the conviction of white people to abolish slavery, mm-hmm. to do for a group of people what Come could not on, be man. done for themselves because of the current cultural climate That's right. at the time. That you are on target. Now, look, I know that upsets some people, and you're going to be upset for a number of different reasons, but look, go to your knees and find out whether or not your upset is reasonable. Mm. Think about where we are. Think about what's happening. Look, there, there, were, there were white people who risked their lives there were white people who lost their lives because they said man is made in God's image and should not be owned as property. There were white people who lost their opportunity, their means by which to make a living, had to uproot their families and move to different areas. And, and sometimes in instances, they were tracked down and found to be in the neighborhood. They were, they were called various names mm-hmm. because of the work they did to say, man, all men are created equal. All men are created. That, that was the very basic thing that they were saying. Right. And so right. their work, their work was was directed toward that, right? And and so so where are we now? Where are we now? We mm-hmm. we need Christians who are black to stand up and to say what the current cultural environment allows for them to say. And when That's I right. say allow, I'm not saying you're asking permission. I right. mean it's just this is where we are. No, it has to be done. It, like you, for the reasons that you just gave, you know, it has to be the voice of of black people to say this. You know, because the first thing that's going to be said, you know, of our, our white brothers and sisters is that, you know, you're racist. That's what, and, that, and, that, and yeah, that's, you're fragile. You're fragile. And you're saying that because you have privilege, all this stuff. Yep. You yep. know, so I, I'm glad Miss Taylor stood up and said, look, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And you're trying to teach this to our children. You mm-hmm. know, you're, you're indoctrinating them to hate other people. Man, like, come she, on, man. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. I don't know if this woman is a believer or not. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if she's a follower of Jesus Christ or not. But there is a certain level of um, of discernment that she has here that people I know who profess to be Christians do not have. That She, she was able, and we have another clip. I got to give you a warning here. When she nears the end of her remarks, and you can tell, man, this is when, and I'm speaking spiritually here when I say the enemy, mm-hmm. the enemy, okay? When she reaches the end of her remarks, you can tell this is where the enemy really has had enough. I, I get a picture of, you know, when Paul is speaking in the Bible and he says that one thing that just like puts him over the top, you know what I mean? And it's like, mm-hmm. away with this man, he's not fit to live. It's, she, she gets to the end of her comments, and um, at least in this clip, and, and you'll hear an interruption. It's like, you know, oh, I take exception. To, right. It's because, let me tell you why. 
It's because what she has been able to articulate is something that very few people are able to articulate. Mm -hmm. It's something that very few people are even able to see. And it's something that very few people have the boldness to connect these dots. Mm. What she is saying is that riding on the coattails <laughs> of all of this, the, these, these false and fake outcries that we call critical race theory and oppressed people groups is an agenda mm -hmm. that will normalize pedophilia mm -hmm. that will teach our kids all sorts of abhorrent behavior and put it under the banner of equity and equality. <laughs> now, Man. how this woman, I, I'm, I just believe really, truly, you know, <laughs> that has to be revealed to one. Okay. Because this is, this is where we are. This is why these things are more than what meets the eye. folks. Yeah. Like it's not, this is not just about, Oh, well this is, but this is the black moment because this is very, this is sensual to some black Christians. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is, this is, this is my moment. Mm -hmm. You understand? <laughs> and, and you go, what, what are you talking? Do you, do you understand what's happening here? Man. Do you understand how this is an attack on the gospel? And furthermore, do you understand what else is attached to your right. moment? Quote unquote. <laughs> oh. You understand? You, you understand what else is pulling on the coattails of your moment? Man. There's some other people who've been. Oh, Lord, thank you, Lord. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Let me just read. Let me calm down a little Man, bit. Man, the Holy Spirit. No, because because sometimes you can say things and you can say uh, things in a way that do not bring glory to God. Amen. And and so in that moment, I was about to be biting and cutting, but that is not, we don't have to be because we have the truth. Amen. We have the truth. So let me just say it straight like this. Mm -hmm. There are other people who have been waiting for certain moments. And while you're celebrating your moment where you feel like you get the upper hand and now look, see, because I've, I've never wanted really equality, which is what is being revealed in a lot of people's hearts. <laughs> I've just wanted like revenge. Mm -hmm. I just want to get even. I just want other people to be subjugated. You understand what I'm saying? And that is being revealed. And so then there's, there are other people who have similar yet different desires for people to be subjugated, mm. for people to submit to their whims and their, you know, this is. And, and so guess what? This is their moment. And this woman, Miss Taylor, has pegged this. And she starts presenting this at this Ohio school district, this Beachwood school district. And, um, the enemy is made upset by this <laughs> because the curtain gets pulled back and there's Oz, right? There, there he is behind the curtain pulling levers, right? I'm going to, we're going to run this clip. And I just want you to, you know, if you've got young kids listening, you probably don't want to have them listen because when we get near the end, she says straight out, she identifies what is included in these, these various training meetings that they call equity, mm -hmm. equality, inclusion, and included in that critical race theory, mm -hmm. intersectionality, all of this stuff, homosexuality, pedophilia, transgenderism, all of it is coming all together, right? And she calls it out. Here we go. So what do you do? You put in stuff like critical race theory and all this other garbage that first of all is none of your business I'm sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt, but just in the, the fairness, I, I stopped you at three minutes and you've been, you have let you go a little bit longer, longer than four minutes. Just let her finish. Let her finish. This is, come on now. You have kids not liking their own parents. 
You have black kids that are now racist against their peers. We never saw that. You all went down a road because of what you see nationally that had nothing to do with Beachwood. Now you're teaching, and now you've got school systems in this congressional district telling them how to have anal sex, and this is what your self-sex education. Oh, every, oh, they're teaching the, the gender unification. I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to cut you off. The gender unicorn is in shaker. It's in all the cities. Again, this isn't a back and forth, but I take extreme exception to almost everything that you said because because your, your premise is wrong. This, this administration and this board is, is committed to, to equity for every student in this district. You can shake your heads and know out there. We are committed. Listen, right at the moment, right at the moment that she links all of these philosophies, all of these ideologies, all of the lectures together, right? That's when it's okay. I'm going to cut you off. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cut you. No, like, you're I, no, I, I, no, because your premise is. <laughs> that's like, it. Mm-mm. That's it. Because your your premise is wrong. Your premise is wrong. We, want we are equity. committed to equity. Yeah. We're committed to equity. So listen, and oh, and man. and here's the thing, man. This is the way we have carted and sectioned things off, and and this is the way we've, you know, she's permitted to speak to go over time because she's black, so she can talk about black issues. But then now you now okay so now you're talking about other issues when you when you mention what you mention mm. and and you don't have points there, you see so you don't you don't get to speak there and and I feel more empowered to actually cut you off, more empowered. Mm. All right, let me give the number. We get over the phone lines here eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four zero, eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four zero. This is what parents must do. Will, uh, one of the other things that she says, and and I I think is so important, is she says that um, the residents who found out what was being taught in the school system. In fact, let me read a direct quote from mm-hmm. her. She says, "Now the residents with kids who did find out about your deviant curriculum, they pulled their kids out as fast as they could. More are withdrawing their kids because the school has lost control of the classroom environment." End quote. Can you imagine, can you imagine that you send a teacher? Now, I want you to think about this, right? And just just see it, just think about this. You've got a white teacher who goes, th- goes through indoctrination where um, she learns or he learns how to teach critical race theory in his or her classroom. Okay. And part of what they are, you know, taught to teach is that um, certain people groups have the right to speak and others do not. Okay, certain mm-hmm. people groups uh, have the right to speak and others do not. Some just need to listen. Some just need to, we need, need to understand that um, certain people, simply based on the color of their skin, are inherently racist and always will be racist. They have privilege, and so they are the oppressor, and they are to be resisted at every turn. Imagine you go, you train your teachers to teach that, then you tell them to stand up in a classroom where you've got both white students and black students. <laughs> and, and, and so I'm supposed to teach with a straight face and not expect that the black students are going to feel empowered to mm, resist my come, commands. Come on now. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you're, te- are you, you're telling me to label myself as the oppressor who should be resisted. Mm. And then you want me to tell a student that they got to turn in a report, a 500 word essay. 
and and then you yeah. you want you want me to put more burdens on them? <laughs> Come on, man. You know it's like yeah. it's like can you see the kid? Can you see the kid? It's time to turn in your report. And everybody turns in the report except, you know, the black kid who's been oppressed. He he doesn't turn in his report. He goes, why why didn't you turn in your report? Man, look, man, don't put your chains on me. <laughs> what what chains? What are you talking about? I mean, you know, look, I don't feel like writing a 500-word essay. I got other things I need to be doing. Yeah. And look, we already know how you try to oppress people. I'm not going to receive that oppression. <laughs> now, that's a mild example. Mm-hmm. The most extreme examples are the violent outbreaks that we've seen. Yeah, Those yeah. are the most extreme examples. <laughs> All right, let's go to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. We're the great. Where to go first? Okay, let's go to Joey in Louisiana. Hi, Joey. Joey, are you there? Hey, Joey, are you there? I am. Okay. Keep going off the radio. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Is this Will? Yes. Will and Mickey. Go okay. ahead. Hey, hey, yes. Uh, okay. When your program came on today, the first thing y'all said was, what does it mean to be a Christian? And then uh, Mickey said something about life experience. So I just had a life experience. And I guess what I'm looking for, first I'm going to confess. And then I guess I, I need some advice or some counseling or something. <laughs> and, uh, I drive for a living. When I leave my home, I drive at least an hour mm-hmm. going and at least an hour coming back, sometimes two. And my wife taught me how to be a patient driver because she's the world's most impatient driver. So I learned <laughs> how <laughs> – and she's a good person, and she's well-loved by everybody that knows her when mm-hmm. she gets behind the wheel. And so – so, and then we take driving classes, and it makes you aware. So – and and I was baptized – about 10 years ago, and my wife brought me back to Jesus. So mm-hmm. just to give you a little background story about that. So um, I was on a boulevard, and I needed to make a U-turn. And so when you get in the meeting of the U-turn, the correct thing to do is pull all the way to the right. And so when you're facing the boulevard that you need to take a left on, you're on, on the far right of the space. And if somebody needs to make a, a, a turn, they, they go on the other side of you, and do that. So that's what I did. And a car came up mm-hmm. and and blocked me immediately. Now, the, the nice thing would have been to just let me go. But he pulled up and blocked me and then just started kind of waving his hand and holding mm-hmm. his hands out mm-hmm. and, you know, said, like, like what what you're doing? And, and I, I just, I kind of got angry and mm-hmm. I, 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 I raised my hands. And, you know, you can't say, well, this is, the correct you're doing the incorrect thing i'm doing the correct thing right. yeah so he pulled up some more and really I, I maybe could have turned my wheel hard and, and got by him but he pulled up more and it was obvious that he was not letting let me go by i'm having to take deep breaths because i got so angry and i used to have angry issues and i think it's been about 20 years since i really had them mm. but i got really angry mm-hmm. and and i and i i just Stuck my hand out, opened my palm with my palm up, saying "You're stupid," and I was hollering it. He pulled up some more, and I said it again: "You're stupid." And I looked in my backup mirror, and I backed up, and I left, and I said, "Calm down, calm down, because you're driving, and you got to get over this, and you got an hour to go before you're home, and it's going to be a lot of traffic. You got to get on the interstate." But you know, I feel bad about getting mad like hey, that. Hey, Joe, and, uh, Joey, could you hold on? Because we have to go to a break, but I want, I want to, uh, want you to hold on, okay? All right, this is Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll grab a quick break and be right back.
Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. It's the Friday edition. Um, by the way, just in my own defense, I want to say that the reason we didn't open the phone lines up earlier was because there were some technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. I just want people to know that because I have a track record. But in this case, <laughs> it, wasn't I was your fault, not, it was not my fault. And so I just think that needs to be made known. Um, I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Shylin, our God is in the heavens. Sherry B, um, back on track with the phone lines, getting mm-hmm. all those technical difficulties worked out for us. And um, our brother Joey joins us from Louisiana. We wanted to finish up his comments because I yeah. think he was going somewhere with a question, and, and I want to make sure we don't miss it. All right, Joey, what's, what's your, so what's your question? <laughs> well, I don't know if it's a question, but okay. I, I, okay. I feel like I'm— I feel like y'all are my confessors because I feel bad about what happened. And, uh, you know, I I think everything happens for a reason. Like I said earlier, the first thing y'all said was, what what does it mean to be a Christian? And that wasn't a Christian thing that I did. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm I'm really kind of surprised at how seriously I'm taking this, but I feel really bad. And I think that... Think that I think just just while I, y'all had me on, on hold, I think what it is is frustration over everything that's going on. I listen to the AFR all day long as much as I can, and and that's where I like to get my news from the biblical perspective. Mm-hmm. And you have to realize that God's in charge, but yeah, it's just just from you know, I'm 70 and I see where the country is and where it came from. Yeah, and I think I think that had a lot to do with it. I just want to apologize. Well, yeah, yeah. And and that's what I was going to say. You know, the first uh, uh, order of the day is that you repent to to Jesus for for what you've been convicted of, you know, and and that's what you just said. You know, um, in in a, a, I guess, uh, a different situation, if you had a chance and you saw that person again or whatever, you would apologize to that person. But you you um, would go to the Lord and say, you know, forgive me. I lost, you know, my cool. God help me yeah. to to do better in that, and and I think that's is what's needed for for this situation. Now, and yeah. it's it's a good thing that you were convicted of of this mm-hmm. sin. You know that that shows that you are His. Yeah, you know, amen. and so that's a that's a good thing. But I would say you know repentance to God and asking Him to help you in that area, not to to blow up like that uh, anymore. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was a good le- it was a good lesson to see I'm, I'm ca- what I'm capable of, and I guess. Me being reborn in in my defense, uh, he re, he lowered his window and stuck his head out the window and, <laughs> and yelled at me. And I said, "Well, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to help anything." Yeah. So at that point, I just said, "Well, let me get out of here," and I ended it. Yeah. So I, I appreciate y'all. I, I really God do. Bless you, uh, Joey. Yeah. God, and uh, God I, bless I wanna, you. Go ahead. I want to compliment me on her Cajun accent. I know she didn't get that in New Orleans. So I know she got that from going to school in Lafayette. that's so true listen joey let me say this that's funny (laughs) here's what so i i actually it's so funny i actually sent a message directly to will will the great Uh that about your cajun accent i love it yeah i love it it makes me i miss it i absolutely miss it there are just certain things in the way that cajuns say things and man, I don't know. It's just when you talk, I just feel like gumbo. I do. I feel <laughs> listening to you talk. I feel like you know, like boudin gumbo or something. So, anyways, um, thank you. God thank, bless thank you. you. God thank bless you. Joey. All right, we'll we'll move on. I, I let me just make this is just for comic relief here, mm-hmm. but there's a hint of truth to it. Um, I was, I was a very aggressive driver when I was younger. Right, I was um, easily angered. 
by what I perceive to be incompetent drivers on the road. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, not like Will the Great, who tends to kind of, you know, ease to wherever he's going. He's, I mean, it's like, <laughs> ah. well, y'all get mad at me. I go too slow. And man, I'm you know. like, we're going to be late. <laughs> and, and he's like, we need to leave earlier. Uh, and I'm like, no, we can leave at this time and yeah. then just book it. But um, anyways, let me say what one of the things that really helped me seriously. And I mean, really helped me mm-hmm. with, you know, not being overly responsive or mm-hmm. um, expressing things. It was um, riding around with kids as they were growing and watching me mm. and realizing that they're Don't like, they and that? rightfully so, they're they're like going, mm. so that's... <laughs> that's how we do it? So that's okay. how we drive? All okay, right, then, then, you know? And so recognizing that I had a responsibility, it, it, it you know, anyways... Um, so what I'm saying is, Joey, we have six. You need us to lend you a kid. That's all. That's this. This will help you out. That's um, funny. Will the Great? Where do we go next? All right, let's go to Jose in Mississippi. Hi, Jose. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Go ahead. Okay. Good. Uh, uh, Will the Great? Uh, I'm sure living with uh, Nikki is a is a trip. <laughs> she is uh, something else. Come yes. On, I really appreciate her. I really appreciate you. You. Thank you guys, uh, one of my favorite programs on on FAR, and um, thank you. Uh, I wanted to first of all uh, ask about how can I get the the YouTube or the video, uh, the audio for what the lady was saying, uh-huh. you know, that you played earlier. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll have it in the in the show notes of our mm-hmm. show when we put up the uh, we we'll put up the uh, podcast. If you go to AFR dot net uh-huh. and on the podcast go to airing the addisons right after the show once i get it up that link will be in the um in the show yeah so you can click on and it i'll be able here. to share it oh yes yeah. be able to share it with people yes man okay, and, and let wonderful. me let me just say brother jose that is that that actually uh, that's a great um idea I think more people need to share this story and more yeah. people need to talk about it. You know, sometimes we um, want to communicate a point and we're like, ah, I don't want to, you know, yeah. and, but then you find that person who's able to communicate exactly what you want to say. Mm-hmm. And um, you can just post it and let it do its work. That's right. That's right. <laughs> this this would be one of those articles. So thank you, Jose. We appreciate you thank calling. You. We'll make sure to include hey, this listen, story I in wanna, the show notes. I wanted also, I also wanted to comment about the gospel. I had called before, uh-huh. yeah. and uh, I appreciate the analogy you've been drawing between, you know, what the Apostle Paul uh, in the book of Galatians, you know, trying to preserve the gospel, mm-hmm. the integrity of the gospel, and how uh, we need to do the same today because it is under attack. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been giving a lot of thought about this, and uh, I think there's, there's two aspects of the gospel that, as Christians, we need to uh, understand and to uh, preserve. And that's what I think what the, what the Apostle Paul was teaching in, in his epistles and in the book of Galatians. And one is that the gospel cannot be mixed. Hmm. You can't mix. It's not the gospel and the law. It's not the gospel and, you know, the, the culture and mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. thoughts, you know, about... Uh, uh, race theory, and it's mm. not the gospel plus. Right, know? right. Yeah, we have to. It cannot be mixed. That's that's a word that I looked it up in the dictionary. Is immiscible or miscibility, meaning that it cannot be bit, mixed, and the mm-hmm. gospel is immiscible. You know. Mm. And then there's another word that I would use, and is that the gospel has to be partaken. 
you know, we know the true tenets of the gospel, you know, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, his righteous life, and, and the apostles, they had that, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think with, with the apostle Paul, what he brought out is that, yes, we have the tenets of the gospel, but the gospel is more just than just the, these true tenets. Mm-hmm. The gospel cannot be mixed, and the gospel uh, has to be partaken. There's mm. something about the gospel. You have to receive it. You have to mm-hmm. uh, become one. You know, Romans chapter 6 is the idea that we become one with Christ. We ex- in Christ, we experience his death and his resurrection. And that is a miraculous work. That's regeneration. And and, and I think that the Apostle Paul was the one that, that brought that out. I know that uh, when I commented earlier in the week or last week, I think that kind of brought a little hesitation on the part of Nikki, you know, that that somehow, you know, you know, I was saying that the apostles did not have the gospel, and and, and Paul, you know, gave them the the gospel. No, they had the tenets of the gospel, but I think they were not, they did not realize how how important it is to that to keep it, you know, unmixed, you know. And they were kind of being persuaded, you know, we see that mm-hmm. in the Apostle Peter. You mm-hmm. know, they were kind of being, you know, they were in a in a tight in a difficult situation because being Jews, you know, you got these Judaizers that are putting the pressure uh on Peter and, and these others and James, yeah. you know, about, you know, hey, you know, these Christians, you know, they uh that are in particular these Gentiles, beginning with the Samaritans, you know, they, they, they need to become Jews, you know, they have, they have to also observe these days and, and these, right. they were, and circumcision and this and that, you they, know? And, they were trying to add, they were trying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Jose, we're going to have to go, but yeah, you're right, they, Man. the Judaizers were trying to add to uh, the gospel, and that's something that Paul, the Apostle Paul, w- was pointing out and warning against, and that's what had happened in the church in the Galatians, you know, uh, and so, yeah, you're you're right about about that. Those are that. two great points. Yeah, those Amen. are two really really good points, Jose. Thank you so much for making those points. I'm 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 just thinking and sort of um, uh, focusing on this understanding of um, the gospel must be uh, partaken of, like mm. that it's it is not just a mental ascent where we are able to rattle off what the gospel is and what we believe about the gospel, but to understand that we have come to know Christ. We are now crucified with Christ. We are mm-hmm. hidden in him. And boy, is that worth <laughs> meditating on and thinking on and allowing that, that um, not only the knowledge of that, but the truth of that. Right. If in fact it's true in our life, allowing the truth of that to produce fruit in our life. That's so good. Thank you Amen. so much for that, brother. Where do we go next, Will the Great? All right, let's go to Jeff in Tennessee. Hi, Jeff. Hey, good afternoon, family. Hey. Is this red? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> hey, brother, what's up? Uh, nothing much. I just finally had some uh, moment in the afternoon where I could call you guys. We're on the road going on a camping trip and can't wait to pull our camper to Tupelo, Mississippi in June. To That's be able right. To see you guys. Yeah. That's right. And yeah. uh, looking, fo- looking forward to that. And just kind of a... To comment on the the lady that was making the comments at at the meeting, you mm-hmm. know, um, once you start to tell the truth outside of rainbows, flags, and you know, joining hands and things like that, that's when it gets ugly, mm. and then that's when you know the pushback starts. Mm. 
Um, and and I, if I'm not mistaken, there are going to be so many tools and opportunities coming up at the conference to be able to equip us to mm-hmm. be those type or, or or those tools that the Lord can use out in our communities at home. Absolutely. So I can't wait can't wait to see you guys then, and uh, looking forward to uh, um, you know seeing. Uh, Will and, and Miki and Mika and Nikki and, and, uh, Mike and, Mike and all of our Come on, brother. Why are you so petty? And, <laughs> and then, and then, lastly but not not least, we were blessed with uh, a uh, a child. So when we come this time, uh, Erica is going to have one in the oven. So, oh uh, man! Congratulations! Yeah, we're due with our six in uh, August, and then I'll turn 50 in September. Wow. There you go, Will. Yeah, He's coming man. for your title. Wow. He, he got He's me. He's coming for your title. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- thank you, Jeff. <laughs> so many. Man. All of you guys are that's Abrahams. Awesome. That's uh, awesome. Listen, that, congratulations. Glory to God for that. I mean, man, you think about how the gospel proliferates in families. Man. Right? All the opportunities that we have in our families to share the gospel, to get it to our kids intact. Right. That is wonderful. I just want to say that um, absolutely to what Jeff said, um, that our goal is to equip the body of Christ Amen. to take what it is that we receive when we gather at this conference. This is the body gathering, mm. right? Like it, this is not just, you know, still come and meet us. This is we gather this way, that the That's body right. is gathering so that we can be equipped and strengthened yeah. to go out and fulfill the work that God has called us to fulfill, wherever that is and however that looks, but that you would be equipped. Um, and, and by the way, if we can just say this conference is a supplement to what the local church is doing on a regular basis. Amen. On a regular basis. Um, you can go to marriagefamilylife.net, by the way. That's marriagefamilylife.net. Right. Shall we try to squeeze in one more call? All right, let's go to Sonia in Texas. Hi, Sonia. Hello, Will. Hello, Hello. Nikki. Hello. Thank you you for being the light for me and for all my friends who have kids because everything you said today, every time I listen to you, you're my mentors, and I repeat to them what you say because these parents don't have no idea Mm -hmm. what their kids are learning in school. Oh, man. I, I am so shocked. When I tell some parents, do you know that your kid's going to be learning this? No, where'd you hear that? And it's like, listen to AFR, listen to the Christian channel. Mm. A lot of these parents don't know, and it's so scary. I'm so glad my son's 31, and I raised him (laughs) biblically. He went to uh, uh, Catholic schools, and he kind of swayed away a little bit, but the seed was already planted. Mm. All these years, I've been fertilizing by praying and showing his love the love that jesus gives us and and he prays he prays and and he knows god amen yeah uh, some of these people don't even know what's going on in their kids yeah. school it's so sad so thank oh, man. you for being the light to all these parents and to me because what you say i repeat to them oh god bless <laughs> you, you sonia. sonia thank you so much i appreciate you calling in um man i i like what you said about the seed planted and how the Lord used you to fertilize that seed planted in your mm-hmm. kid's life. I, I, there's, that's a major takeaway for me, Sonia. I just want you to know that. And um, I'm, I'm going to be thinking about that because mm-hmm. I, I think that there is more to that, that as parents, we need to explore that the word of God is planted. And how do we fertilize it? How do we partner with the Lord and what he wants to do? Amen. That's really good. All right. Until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.